0: Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borjo. Together they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacey Borjo and Tim Johnson.
1: Good morning, Stacy. How are you? Good morning.
2: You? Great. How are you?
1: Good. A little bit of flying all over the place. and yes, Yeah, a busy
2: weekend.
1: Understand. Sometimes those vacations aren't much of a vacation, are they? Uh, today we have our good friend, Chuck Weaver. Hello. Welcome. Good to be here. Thank you. And you brought a guest with us, I last. did. introduce yeah, yeah.
0: Guest and friend, uh, Shama St. Louis. I've got the name right. It used to be Chama, and you <laughs> said, Chuck is not Chama. We're it's <laughs> it's <not>. good, <laughs> good friends. <laughs> correct you when you say things wrong, right? <laughs> Shalma St. Louis. That's Welcome. right. And uh, uh, Peoria, were you a native of Peoria?
3: I've, I've lived here for 23 years, since I was 10 years old. Okay. Now everyone knows my age, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Right. <laughs> but
0: yeah. And we're working together on a project, and uh, we can talk more about that, but maybe, uh, Shalma, you can give a little background on what got you here and what you do generally.
3: Yeah, I'm a community organizer for the Grassroots Collaborative um, here in Peoria. It's called the Peoria Peoples Project and um, when chuck said that he wanted to do this program i was thrilled to be a part of it because i really love community and i love doing work for the community and this fit right into the work that i do so so what is it that you do um so basically i organize communities around issues that affect them so and then we try to work towards solutions um, for those issues. So we're community and labor-based, um, the teachers, and SEIU Healthcare, And what we do is inform the community about issues that are going on. So whether uh, it's something that directly affects home care workers, something that directly affects teachers, or something that directly affects citizens. And so we try to mobilize them to call their legislators or take some form of action to either uh, prevent something from happening or encourage something to happen.
2: Can so. you give us an example? Sorry. Yeah,
3: okay. Sure, I can give you an example. Um, one of the things that we have been working on is generating more revenue for Peoria Public Schools. Okay. And so, um, and we feel like that's an issue that affects everyone, right? Like mm-hmm. good schools um, improve the community students are getting a better education, teachers are getting better pay, so they're happy. Um, One of the things that we did was a rally, and it was a rally to save our public schools. And basically what that did was inform the community about the issues that are going on within the school district um, and to kind of get people to thinking around, okay, what can I be doing or what can I join to um, help? bring awareness to this situation so that when we're out here asking for more revenue, then we've mobilized the base.
2: Okay, so when you say rally, just to kind of explain mm-hmm. that term and how you go about Yeah, so
3: basically with a rally, it's um, ma- it's mainly something that can draw media attention and kind of get the public aware. So we had signs and we said, you know, we love our teachers and we support students and different things like that. We had um, Beth Kreider-Derry, mm-hmm. um, speak at the rally as well. Um, and we also had a local pastor come and speak. We had parents um, of students who are in the school district speak about the importance of funding education as well. And so were there students there then too? Yes, there were students there as well um, from the school district mm-hmm. as well. So everybody that was being impacted
2: Yes, brought out.
3: Yes, we tried to do that. We also had the... Um, the teachers, some teachers there, and we had the union board president there who spoke as well. That's very cool. Yes.
1: So you're finding solutions, not just
3: problems. Right, yeah, so we're exposing the problems and then Mm -hmm. offering solutions or different ways. Like, there's not necessarily any one way, um, but the, the goal is to let the community know that this problem exists, and here are different routes that we can take to get to a solution. And so just trying to get the community on board with um, th- just thinking more about how to fix problems and less just complaining about an issue being there. So, mm-hmm.
1: so what got you inspired to be involved?
3: Um, with the Thousand Pound Project or just in general? It, both. Okay, so um, when I was younger, I uh, probably... A, at about the age of 14 is when I noticed disparities between like black and black and white communities, um, classism, mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, at that point, that's when I knew that I really wanted to make a difference. Where I really wanted every I don't know I have this grand idea of a utopia, <laughs> right, where everyone can um, live a good quality of life and benefit. Um, in the way that I think people in society should. And so at that point, I thought the way to get there would be being a teacher, right? So I'm like, that is how you impact lives. Um, so I went to school to be a teacher. And then halfway through, I said, I want to be a teacher. Um, I had begun an internship with the Illinois Black Chamber of Commerce. And we were doing a lot of work uh, with like policy and legislation. and um, you know, just politics in general and trying to advocate on behalf of, like, getting minority businesses a fair shot at success. And so I became really passionate about, like, fighting for the underdog, I guess. And it was at that point in my life, I think I was about 20 or 21, that I came to the conclusion, like, I want to do something that is in the um, in the circle of politics, but that can really help people, and um, and then I kind of fell into organizing. Um, it wasn't anything. I didn't even know that there was a like a real term for what it is that I was doing Um, until I came across some people and they were like, oh, you're an organizer. And I'm like, a what? (laughs) You know, like, what is that? And so um, I just knew when there were things that I didn't like or I felt were, you know, that were unfair, I would rally people together and be like, you know, we need to demonstrate or we need to let them know, like, this is not right. We have to do something about it. And so um, I just naturally started to, you know, come aware of, like, what was going on in the community and what I could do to change it. And so um, I think initially when I started, it was just, like, Everything that was wrong, you know what I mean? And then as I grew and I matured, it was, okay, yes, there's a lot of things that are wrong, but now I want to do things that are solution-based as well. So pointing out what's wrong and then also having a solution. And I think this 1,000-pound project is so unique because not only does it use different leaders in the community from different races, but it forces us to branch outside of our boxes Mm -hmm. and engage with other people, who have that same love and passion for community issues, right? And so, um, and then it challenges us to also take members of our team and make sure it's, you know, uh, it's full of diversity as well. So, um, and just working together on a solution-based issue, like identifying a problem and working together on a solution-based issue, um, in my opinion, I I feel like that provides access and opportunity mm-hmm. to um, young people and people in general in the city and so I was like it just makes sense you know it's it's everything that I want to do it's all of the work that I do in Peoria and it's put into a project um, for me to work on with a team of diverse individuals so
1: awesome mm-hmm. so tell us it's nice of, to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so define for us what 1,000 pounds is.
0: So uh, last November I had uh, Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. I don't know if you folks remember that happening, but it was down at the uh, CAT Visitor Center. We're going to do that again mm-hmm. this year. But I got done with it, and I started calling you know, some folks I respected say, you know, what we do right, what we do wrong? And uh, Will Ball from CAT, I don't know if you guys know Will, uh, good thinker and, and just a great guy. He said, "You know what we're missing." Uh, that was great. Very. I mean, we were hoping for 40 to 60 people. We had 200 people. There it was a. That's it was great. a great event, and the energy was really good. my speakers, I felt were good. And uh, he said, Well you know? It's clear that people want to learn more about leadership. The question is, you know, learning about it and doing it are two different things, and you need a capstone project." So um, you know, I really started hearing the word synergy about probably 25 years ago, and how can you do one thing that accomplishes a lot of things? And so this project, I think, does that. So what I was after first was a project that allowed leaders to go out, you know, sometimes you're leading in a financial world, and you do it wrong, you lose your money. Well, this is something where they can experiment with leadership in a place that does not have a chance of, in fact, financially. Um, no downside if they don't lead well, they learn from that as well. But first thing is, lead a project in our community. Second thing is, uh, my goal was five teams, each with a different ethnic background. So the leader had to be Hispanic, African American, white, Middle Eastern, or Asian. Now, I end up with four teams, I have to, and I'm saying this out loud because I want people to hear it and understand it. I, I had two different Hispanic leaders that could not stay with me, and they were very difficult to find in the first place. And our Hispanic community, we need to learn better. How are we going to reach into that community and pull them out and help them work on projects like this? Because that, that's, I think, a void right now. Uh, great people, great people, but mm-hmm. we got to figure out how to get them more engaged. And then uh, each leader, I went into the community, I found a mentor for them of five different ethnic backgrounds. Wow. And uh, I went to the highest level of knowledge or intelligence that was willing to pick up my phone when I called them to ask them to do this, I mean, these mentors are, mm-hmm. Shama has Guha, Sashidri Guha, I think he's one of the smartest guys in town, right? And you've been I pleased. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, but the other four, just that John Wheelan, uh, Tim Vega, Bill Kwan, who just got his master's from Harvard Business School, and uh, just drew, oh, Jackie Petty is, a, is the fifth one. Uh, connected them across ethnic backgrounds, right? Not the same ethnic background. And then each team leader had two jobs, Pick a project and pick their team and my only direction was a uh, project needs to be effective and sustainable and the team needs to be diverse and we had applications where people could apply and uh, now uh, i meet with them twice a month to help them process where they're going they meet with their mentor once i'm sorry two hours a month they meet with their mentor once a month and then they meet with their teams as they want once a month, yeah. that was a long explanation i'm sorry no <laughs> say oh, the okay. name of it again 1000 pounds project. Okay. So, about uh, you know, I, you guys have heard me talk about this group of guys I get with once a month and mm-hmm. we do a retreat once a year. And one year we hired a guy, paid him a bunch of money to come in. and He asked us one question. How do you use your skills and resources to impact the greatest need in your community? And then basically sat there and listened. <laughs> I mean, it turned into this you know, two-day retreat on us thinking about, what, first, what are our skills, what are our resources, mm-hmm. second, what's needed in the community. And uh, so that's the starting point for this project. And then the way I ha- want people thinking about it is, as leaders, we want to put a 1,000 pounds of pressure on something to get a million pounds of results. Okay. So it's about delegating. It's about how do you get synergy. How do you How is Shama going to do something that gets this group of people doing something that impacts the community to get a million pounds of results? Mm-hmm. So that's the background. Right?
3: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that is really. What What's the biggest impact that you've seen so far?
3: Um, well, right now, since we are kind of in the planning and meeting stages um, with each other as the leaders of the team, and then trying to mobilize um, our teams that we've selected, um, and we haven't done. We haven't branched out to the, the community work portion of it yet. But for me, it's just amazing to know that like, these people existed in my community, and I had no idea. You know? So it's like just being able to like, meet these individuals and like, pick their brains and see like, that they have the same passion that I have, and they have a completely different background you know, than what I have. And so I think that, for me, has been the most impactful so far, is like building and networking, and then um, my mentor Like, Guha is amazing. He is, like, super thoughtful. He asks all the right questions to get my mind, like, my wheels turning, and then I'm leaving his office like, okay, like, how am I going to, you know, make this happen? How am I going to come back to him with the answers to these questions? And he's super available. Like, we meet once a month, but he's always saying, you know, call me. Call me, text me, you know, email me all throughout the month. Don't let it be just a one-month thing.
2: I want to know how we get to more of the teenagers to have a passion like she has, you know, to make a difference in their own community. Like I just, I would love to have that investment from our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, i just curious I was just as to about how that this do that. morning,
0: interestingly, because mm-hmm. um, when the uh, uh, Parkland shooting happened, our teenagers got very engaged, mm-hmm. and uh, I was asked to come in and speak to Peoria Public Schools, and um, what I said I would like to do is instead of, you know, having it, uh, you know, there's a lot of activity going on, but I wanted to really challenge a handful of leaders on, you know, what are you really going to do with this activity? And so uh, Cheryl uh, Gavin, her daughter, um, sorry, Anna, I think was her name, I'm pretty sure it's Anna, uh, worked at Richwoods to get a group in a room with me. and. Uh, My challenge to them was, I'm I'm gonna segue for a second because of this issue. The 60s was about peace and love and uh, drugs and rock and roll. How did that work out for us, (laughs) right? Uh And uh, not bad, not bad that people had a passion, that's great and I'm sure it helped mold us some, but in the end there's a lot of those things that didn't get us where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge to these kids was, okay, are you, passionate about this gun issue because it's the issue or because it's the right issue for you Mm -hmm. and um, I want to meet with you guys and help you process. Okay now you've understood what it's like to get engaged now how do you figure out what the right thing to be engaged is so when the next generation hits you say well we kind of missed it on peace and love and drugs and (laughs) rock and roll, right? Uh, So the reason I was thinking about this morning is we met and I offered for them to meet again and I haven't heard from them. That's what struck me and and so as you're speaking, I think what we need to do is, the kids are there, the kids are willing, but they're still young. Mm-hmm. And they, they need some hand-holding. So it might be something where, um, I'm gonna follow up with Anna's mother, and just say, I probably need a parent to still help making sure it's once a month and getting that coordinated. Sure. So um, I mentor quite a bit and The key is uh, let people know you're willing to do it and then get a structure on how you do it. So I I love what you just said about how do we get teenagers to do this. Mm -hmm. I think any one of the four of us could have a group of teenagers meet with once a month and that's six kids, 24 kids, and they're the sharpest kids. That matters Mm -hmm. when you want to start. Mm
3: -hmm. And I think, too, um, drawing parallels between the things that they're interested in and then Mm -hmm. the things that seem boring, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you can make the things that are important in the community seem engaging and interesting and fun, then I think you can capture. So I think it's a matter of sitting down maybe with a group of people who have a passion for engaging the youth and figuring out, like having a brainstorming session and figuring out like how can we present you know, this issue to our teenagers in a way to where they're gonna grasp onto it. I, I just don't think we're spending enough time as a community Focusing in on you know, what what they need in order to be engaged. Sure.
1: I think people need to also be able to say I want to do something, but I Can I really make a difference Mm -hmm. and I think for a lot of younger people? It's like I don't think I can make a difference Mm -hmm. They see somebody like you stepping up to the plate I think Mm -hmm. that that gives them that that goal that vision to be able to do that Mm -hmm. so or a hope. Kudos to you, yeah.
2: Right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. A hope, yeah, I too. Hope so. yeah. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. the kids need is, is a dream um, and or just just that mustard seed, right? Just deposit it into them to let them know because even if you make one impact I mean, even adults don't realize that they're like, well, why should I do that? I mean, it's only going to help one person but that one person it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the domino effect that can really impact and uh, we don't think about that all the time, so
0: My, my son Travis just uh, had a Boy, that he had two boys and girls club. And uh, he said, you know, it didn't turn out quite like I thought it would. And, and I didn't say this to him because the conversation changed, but I thought, you have no idea how it turned out.
2: That's right. I had
0: a young man that, when I ran for city council, walked up to me, and uh, he hugged me. He said, I'm married, African-American guy. Married, I have three children, and you said something to me when you had us out to the farm swimming. I started a little youth group thing when I was freshman in college, and it made me think. 30 years later, this one guy said his family was impacted by what that message was that night. We, we can all do it, and you don't know, and you may never hear, I wouldn't have heard of that guy mm-hmm. if it wasn't the city council thing, but uh, it's, they're out there, and we, we make a difference when we trust
1: people. We have a, mm-hmm. a clock oh that's, that's counting down, but um, we're gonna continue on, if that's okay with you, uh, just a little bit, um, just because the conversation is, is so good, mm-hmm. and we're, we're on a great topic. Mm-hmm um where where do we go from where we are right now with what you're doing with 1000 pounds
0: this will get announced uh at the developing tomorrow's leader program this year is when we'll actually do the announcement they'll be at that time ready to share here's what their project's going to be and uh, we're going to do a media they're going to do a little presentation they're going to do a media uh, event at that time and my goal is that this is an amazing experience shama's got a lot of experiences but. Uh, just for these these uh, younger leaders to say, "Wow, I learned a lot, and I got to do some cool stuff."
3: So.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up?
0: Thoughts? No,
3: I think I covered it all. Um, I just I'm really excited about the project and seeing where we can where we can take it. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. how can people get involved? So, a website uh, is thousand pounds one zero zero pound sign project. And uh, there's applications for being a, for getting on a team, and there's applications for project ideas. Okay. And people are welcome to do that. And I, I want to tell you guys, this value you bring to the community is huge, what you're doing, because it's all about helping people think, and you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So thank,
3: Thanks. You. thank you. Thank
0: you.
1: Appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Senator Chuck Weaver and Shama St. Louis. Yes. Very nice to have you. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Thank you
1: peorialife.com